Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. Um, before we start with this greatest 11 piece, um, there's just uh, a little tribute we'd like to pay to a very special person connected with our football club. <laughs> That was, of course, our little tribute there to Ray Clements, who sadly uh, has passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Ray Clements. Um, arguably uh, our greatest ever number one. Uh, Mick, just a few words on Ray Clements. Well, unfortunately, I weren't old enough to see him. Playing for Liverpool, obviously, played during the 60s, 70s and 80s, wasn't it, really? Well, just beginning of the 80s. So I came around about 10 years later. But from the videos you see, obviously, you just saw some clips of it there. Just a, the, a massive character, one of the best we've ever had, and will rightly go down as, as as probably our best ever goalkeeper and one of the be- one of the best the world's ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Nineteen, uh, you know, he's, he's won five league titles with us, three European cups, two UEFA cups, European Super Cup. The man's a legend, and I think uh, Matt, for someone obviously yourself, uh, if you're aged people that goalkeeper that are great Liverpool. You've obviously heard the name and heard the legend of Ray Clements, um, and obviously everyone always said that he's arguably the greatest ever number one. Um, there's yeah. obviously a, a nice Brazilian goalkeeper that's uh, wanting to take that, that 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 mantle from him, but he's got a long way to go before he catches Clements up in terms of being the greatest ever number one, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he said it, the honours speak for themselves. Uh, like Mick, never got a chance to see him, but uh, the stories, the highlights, the little clips, you can see his quality. Hopefully Alisson <laughs> can repeat it. But uh, he's got some catching up to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, I think on behalf of a lot of Liverpool fans that we thank Ray Clements for everything he did for this football club and dedicate his cause. And obviously, we all know about the struggles that he's been through with his health over the last few years. And he's been a bit of a trooper, you know, he's uh, in terms of like, what he suffered from. He's, he's done so much charity work. He's done a lot of work for England, obviously, and goalkeeper coach for a long time. Um, he's been an absolute credit to this football club and a credit to himself and his family. And we, we wish nothing but that thoughts and prayers with his family at this uh, at this tough time but rest in peace Ray Clements and thank you very much so obviously the reason why we're doing this podcast today is for our greatest 11s uh, lads have been uh, busy since Friday obviously coming down from the old big Torres and Owen debate that we had on Friday thought that was pretty decent boys uh, if I do say so myself we had a good time there um, but yeah, we've, we've now decided that we're going to do our 
greatest Liverpool 11s and our greatest non-Liverpool 11s. And I think uh, we'll go with our greatest Liverpool 11s first. And uh, young Matthew, I'm going to come to you first uh, in terms of the greatest uh, Liverpool 11. Um, so That's your silly. choice first. So um, <laughs> first of all, was it an easy task? Uh, easy apart from two positions. Okay, okay, which two positions were they struggling with, mate, then? Centre-back and striker. Centre-back and striker. Okay, cool. So, as we move forward with this, then, um, let's... Uh, we'll go through Matt's first, and then, Mick, we can, uh, we can die. We can dissect Matt's, and then we can argue with yours, then we can see uh, which one's the better one. So, uh, first of all, um, Matt, who's your, who's your goalkeeper? Alison. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Very easy. It's obviously from a... But is that just because of winning the Premier League title in the Champions League in such a short space of time? Um, and it's just general all-round play. Of course, what he won helps. Um, I think Reyna was a quality, quality goalkeeper, but he was never really considered the best in the world, whereas Alisson is, is up there consistently, uh, talked about as possibly the greatest keeper in the world at the moment. So it was an easy yeah. decision. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I think I don't think anybody argued. I think uh, me and Mick will probably pick the same for you there. Um, but who's your right back? Trent, again, easy decision. Premier League, Champions League. He's got a one of a right foot. Probably not as defensively capable as someone like Arbeloa, uh, who I got mm-hmm. to see. Uh, but going forward, just it smashes everyone in contention. So, easy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Like you just said, you've mentioned Arbeloa there. And it's a bit unfair that, obviously, with, with us doing the deal. I've gone for the for right back position, Cronkamp. You know, you know, forget about Cronkamp there. You know, Jan Cronkamp. <laughs> uh, below, obviously, a massive, massive shout. Steve Finning's a great shout as well. But I think, yeah. uh, I think you, you... the left back. The left back is Robbo. Easy again. Um, I think that I I loved Fabio Aurelio, uh, but he was very injury prone. Uh, I also loved Risa, um, but I think Robbo is. Uh, Possibly our best left back of all time, uh, at least from what I've been able to see. Uh, well, I think he's fair, the best mate, left back in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah, good, good shout, mate. Yeah, I don't think you can you can argue with that. Um, so who's your centre back? So give us your give us your first centre back. Oh, Van Dijk, easy. Van Dijk was the easy one. It's the second one that I struggled with. I think it's one of the things that when you're picking this um, eleven, I remember Mick we did a, a show on this uh, last year, didn't we, with uh, with with Jay from uh, from Spy and Cop, and he the, the back sort of out the back five, it sort of picks itself really, doesn't it? About one position, it's hard to move away from the the three out of the four that we've got it in our defence at the minute. So Matt, I totally agree with you there, mate. But obviously, it comes down to the struggle for the final position for centre back. So you know. I'm I'm worried for you, mate. But who is it? Who, who did you? Who right. Is it? So I went with Jamie Carragher. Right. But my issue with this, I guess, comes down to my age because there's no questioning that Jamie Carragher is one of the best centre backs that we've had. But I'm not sure I saw Jamie Carragher in his prime. With that okay. being said, Jamie Carragher was world class, and even on the decline, I think he was still better. Then my honourable mention, which is Joel Matip, who I think, when he's fit and firing, he's the best centre back to be paired alongside Van Dijk. Okay, so it's like, mate, you just hit the nail on the head there with the with the age thing because obviously I think everybody's 
and stuff like this, they'll probably thought, well, is it a toss-up between Carragher and Hippier? Because that's obviously from a Premier League perspective, we would, from our age perspective, Mick, we'd definitely say that those two were the were the top two in the Premier League. But don't forget, Matt, this is your team, obviously. This is your all-time Premier League. Yeah. Not the all-time Liverpool Premier League. Exactly. We're going to put that in the comments. We're going to put that on our Twitter feed to, to you know, gauge the oh, best man. Premier League off everybody. But this is your Premier League level. So, so far, we've got Alisson in goal. I think you're safe there, pal. You got Trent yep. at fullback. You got Robert at fullback. Big Verge at the back, partner with Carragher. A partnership I think every Liverpool fan would have loved to have seen. Carragher has even said it himself. So now you need to tell us your formation. So are you going for a four-two-four-four-two or a four-three-three? Four-three-three. Four-three-three. Right, go for it, mate. Who's your midfielder? Xavi Alonso. Easy. Easy. I mean, yeah. I don't have to say anything about Xavi Alonso. Everyone knows who Xavi Alonso is. None Liverpool fans can appreciate what Xavi Alonso was. Um, he made Liverpool tick. When we lost Xavi Alonso to Real Madrid, we went down the shitter. So He's done it again, Mick Annie, with his uh, little Spanish influence there. You, <laughs> you, you heard it then, didn't you? Real Madrid. I love it. I love it <laughs> Keep it going with that on this. I love it. Yeah, mate. Xavi Alonso, you, I, I don't think you can argue with that. Um, I think at the end of the day, Alonso did for us what um, Kevin De Bruyne does for, for Man City. He, he just yep. puts the, the ball in sixpence, mate. So, yeah, loving that midfield. Love that first midfielder. Who's next? Stevie. Stevie G. Easy. Mr. Liverpool. Uh, if he's not in anyone's Liverpool 11, then they're not a Liverpool fan. Simple as. Uh, it's undoubtable what he did for the team. He's dragged us to a Champions League final. He drags to a Champions League, drags to a Champions League final. He almost won us a Premier League, like, multiple times. So, he's... He's Mr Liverpool. He is Mr Liverpool, mate. Obviously, there's always that debate of who's the greatest player to ever put on a Liverpool shirt. And obviously, there's always the toss of the coin between Kenny and Stevie. Uh, for you, mate, who's the, is he the greatest uh, player that's ever played for Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, I never got to see Kenny. Uh, I don't doubt that Kenny was amazing because you see it in the highlights. You see that he gets talked about. But I think just the fact that he's a local lad as well just should put him above because he did what any fan would want to do. Not only did he play for Liverpool and turn out for us, but he captained us for years. And if we had treated him better towards, or if he would have been treated better towards the end of his career, then he wouldn't have left. So, yeah, he's 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 number one for me. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can argue with Stephen Gerrard. I mean, like you said, if anybody doesn't put him in, you'd have to raise a little bit of yeah. eyebrows about it, wasn't you? Who's the final person in that midfield? All right, it was a toss-up, but uh, I've gone with Jordan Henderson. Uh, okay. Yeah, Shout he's he's, he's the captain now. Uh, I think he's our longest-serving player at the moment. He's lifted the Champions League, first Liverpool uh, captain to ever lift the Premier League. And you, regardless of how world-class our team is, you notice when he's not there. And if he's that vital to this team, then he has to be in mind. Yeah, I think um, it's. it's... I was debating it, mate. I was debating to put Hendo in. You know, you'll, you'll find out in a minute whether I put him in or not. It's, it's hard. There's, there's so many arguments to put him in, and then there's so many arguments against it in terms of like the, the other players that have graced our midfield. You know, at one point we did have the best midfield in the world, but I think for a player that's that's lifted the Premier League title, and we're talking about the greatest Premier League eleven, it's it's hard to argue against it, mate. And it's a it's a yeah. massive massive shout to put uh, Hendo in there because. All likely, mate, he deserves it as, as winning the Premier League for Liverpool. So I don't think, again, many people can argue with it, mate, you know, at the end of the day. So I love it. Um, so again, solid, solid middle, that Alonso, Gerard, and Henderson. I'll absolutely love that. 
that. So yeah. come on then. We're spoiled for choice when it comes to firepower yeah. in the Premier League. We really have been in the Premier League era, mate. So who's uh are they are they is your front three a free roll? You know, no one's gonna have to stay to the left, to the right, to the middle go across yes, go all the three want. rolls. Yeah, go, so, right, go on then, mate. Who's the first one? Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah. Criminally, criminally, criminally just shat on consistently despite his numbers. I saw something on TalkSport earlier today when they were said that when, when the host said Mohamed Salah isn't world-class and it's just, what? <laughs> you see his numbers, you see what he does on a, on a consistent basis. Like this, yeah. One season wonder, now. Nah. Two season wonder, <laughs> now. Nah. Three season wonder, now. Nah. <laughs> this man is just on fire consistently and you can't leave him out. Yeah, that is true, mate. That is absolutely true. His goals will speak for say. And like Mick says, you know, Mick Mick is the president of the Mo Salah fan club. It's it's one of them where it's you'll you'll realise when he's not here. And that's why I always loved what Mick said uh, a while back is that when Mo Salah isn't here, um, you know, hopefully it's not for a very, very long time, we will feel it and we will see it. So, yeah, you can't argue with Salah going in there, mate. So, go on then. Who's, who's next in your front line? Sadio Mane. Sadio Ooh, Mane. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, I think arguably as world class as Salah is, I'd pip Mane over Salah just because he's ridiculously unpredictable. You can't yeah. defend Sadio Mane with Salah, it's quite apparent that he's going to cut in on his left. With Mane, he doesn't even know what he's going to do, and his left foot is also lethal. Um, I'd argue that he's up with De Bruyne, he's up there for the title of best Premier League player. So I, I couldn't yeah. keep Okay, keep good shout. Sane and Malif, like they, there'll be a, a nice, decent relationship there. They know each other very well, so loving it so far. So who's the final piece of the jigsaw? All right, this one was hard. Uh, I had to go with head over heart. Okay. Now, from the last podcast, everyone will know my, uh, my love for Fernando Torres. Uh, I think he's one of the best strikers that we've ever had. And he was my hero, but I've gone for Luis Suarez. Oh, okay, right, all right. See, I, I, I don't know about you, Mick, but when I was thinking this, I thought Torres is, is nailed on as, as, as the last one there. So, Matt, yeah, you've surprised me there. So, why have you gone for Suarez? Uh, he's a better player, as just in general play. Um, he almost carried Liverpool to a Premier League title. Like he was on fire that see that see he he was better at Liverpool than Torres ever was mm. in terms of what he did. Um, he's ridiculous. He got a move to Barcelona. He blew up again there. He won the Premier League Player of the Year, and he's just all round. I feel and system wise, I feel like he'd fit in to that system better than Torres yeah. would. I don't think you can argue with Luis Suarez, but it, it definitely was hard leaving Fernando Torres out. I can imagine, mate. I can imagine, like I said, we've been spot for choice for strikers in the Premier League era. And I don't know, Mick, you know, Matt's, Matt's team there, he's gone for Allison, Trent, Carragher, Van Dyke, Robertson, Alonso, Gerrard and Hendo in the middle, up front, Mane, Salah and Luis Suarez. Any comments on that? It's a formidable team. You can't argue, can you, really? I mean, I've only got a few differences from that, really. So, it's. I think everyone's pretty much best 11 is is. 90% that, isn't it? Obviously, there's a few contentious <laughs> points, obviously, Suarez or Torres, and then obviously Hen is Hendo. Is Hendo going there yet, or does he not? So, yeah, you can't argue with that team, though, boss. 
exactly. And I'm sure the, the, the teams that everyone that picks will just be, you, you, you take anybody in a lottery, wouldn't you really? So, but Matt, no, nice one, mate. Thanks for that. Um, again, I'm shocked, Torres is, I'm shocked Torres isn't in there after the last podcast. But like I said, if you're 11, so pal, you can do it yeah. however you want, head over heart or whatever. So that doesn't matter. Uh, right, Mick, what are we saying for yourself then? Uh, let's have a look at this. So, Matt picked uh, Alison as his goalkeeper, mate. Are you going any different with Dudek, Vendeveld, Festeveld? Are you going for Pepe Reina? Oh, it's got to be Alison Becker, hasn't it? The best keeper, okay. best keeper in the world for me, and has been since he since he came from Roma. Uh, a couple of years ago, it would have been Reina for me, but obviously, since we've gone to win all these these trophies with Alison and goal, and when he's not there, you feel that presence that he. It's a big gape and hold the back like we do with Van Dyke as well. So he's he's got to yeah, yeah. be our best by a long way, to be honest. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Um, I'm gonna go left back this this time you instead of going right back. Left back, who's your left back? I can say left Robo. back one more time. Left back, left back. Robbo, yeah, again, mate. Come on, he's, he's... I love John Arisa, Don't get me wrong, but it's got yeah. Robbo on it. Yeah, notable mention. Obviously, John Arisa was boss. Had the boss left foot. He was boss going forward. But Robbo is just. I don't know if it's a recency bias, but I just think Robinson, Robinson's a better all-round footballer. Like in terms of, he's, for me, he's the best in the world as well. So it's it's hard mm. to go against that because he's, he's along with a lot of other players, he's enabled us to go and win all these trophies that we have. So that one's yeah. also an easy one, really. True. Uh, right back, Trent. It's it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, another notable mention, notable mention, obviously, is Stevie Finnan, who was, if Jordan Henderson was criminally underrated, I think Stevie Finnan was. He was just yeah. Yeah. Mr. Dependable, 7 out of 10 every game. He would Delivery was really underrated. He was out Mount Sistitska, and he was boss, but Trent has just transformed the whole position, and he's made us into what we are as an attacking force. So, yeah, that's another easy one for me. It's mad, isn't it, the, the full-back position, Mick? Because, you know, when we were growing up, the full-back was, you know, a, a Rob Jones or a Jason McAteer who would get forward, you know, the odd time. You know, Bjornaby had a great left foot, uh, whipping in balls and stuff like that. But I think, like, the way the, the game has changed over the years now is the generation that are looking at, that are growing up now, are idolising the likes of Messi and Ronaldo and all that sort of stuff. And Trent growing up was idolising Gerard and Torres and those types of people. And there's as the game grows, there's a lot more skill involved in, in the game. And that's where, you know, kids on the the, the, the field now want to be those superstar names. And do you think like the way Trent's been, he's been influenced by that, hasn't he? Because like Carragher famously said, nobody wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But Trent's got all these attributes to be a world-class midfielder or a world-class, you know, forward on the right-hand side. Um, you know, he probably could play striker anyway, but the way that he's been moulded as a player growing up has now just completely changed that fullback position, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's just testament to him and Robbo have just been it's been great to have them both in the same team and obviously the big mates off the pitch as well. These they push each other on to try and beat each other assist wise. Obviously that's why they've been picking up those numbers that they have been in a couple of years, which has been out of this world in terms of assists, like and, and just how good they are. Like they have transformed the position and you can when you like listen to interviews with like younger players, like, like younger fullbacks, they all say they want to be a Trent or a Robber. Like they've yeah. they've made that position into a favourable position. They're not like it used to be, like a Gary Neville or obviously Ashley Cole or whatever who were boss all rounders. But attacking wise, was always a secondary. It was always solid the back, solid defending. Don't give anyone an inch. 
And if you go going forward, it's a bonus. Whereas now, it's kind of the reverse. You've got to, you've got to be you've got to be all rounder. You've got to be more of an athlete to, to play in that position. Mm. Like you can a good interview we've seen recently is the Rio one that he's done with um, Rio Ferdinand with Robbo and Trent, and he was just saying like how he Gary Neville wouldn't go over certain certain sections of the pitch if they, if they were attacking, he'd, he'd stay back and and analysing the Trent on Robbo in comparison in comparison to that. And they're just flying mm. forward, and it's just like it is. It, the, the game's completely different, and and I think because of the fallback situation, that's that's made it like that. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, right, centre centre back pairings. Um, do we need to ask who your first one is? I think we know who it is, don't we? Who, who did Matt go for? Van Dijk and Carrot. That yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just go, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Van Dijk's the easiest name. That was the first name in the team sheet for me. That's the that's well, obviously, apart from CVG, obviously, you know, who's going to be in as well. But Spoiler in alert. Terms of... <laughs> <laughs> But like Van Dyke, he's just he's just an absolute freak of nature. He's just great at, at everything. Like you can play any position and be good at it. That's that's yeah. the biggest compliment you can pay him. You can play up front and he'd be he's banging fifteen goals a season. Yeah. It's just he's yeah, just exactly. an absolute freak of nature. He's just he's just amazing. And it's we're so lucky to have him. And uh character is you the partner in midfield. Uh, in midfield, in the uh, centre back, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Karen and CM again. Fuck that. <laughs> oh well, he he scores goals as a midfielder, doesn't he? From, uh, <laughs> uh, his his Anfield debut. Um, yeah, mate. Again, it's the the back five sort of just picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, there's 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 so many ways you can flip the coin for Karen and Nippy, especially for people of our age. And um, Ian Thompson has just said the the exact same thing in the comments. There is. Uh, his centre back pairing was Van Dyke and Hippier. You know, there's no Carragher there. So, uh, Ian, put us in, put in the comments now, mate. While uh, why you've picked Hippier over Carragher? Obviously, we've had two out of the three of us so far that have picked Carragher over Hippier. So, interesting to see your thoughts on why you've picked Hippier over Carragher. Robinson, Mascherano, Gerard, Alonso, Salah, Suarez, and Torres. Oof, a formidable team that Ian. It really is. Really is. Uh, Mick, have we gone four four two? Have we gone four three three? Have we gone four one two one two seven? 72, 82, what we're doing. Going for a cheeky 4 2 4. Oh, I knew he'd do that. I knew he'd do it, that. I knew he'd do it. He's no, doing it, yeah, yeah, Okay, te- technically it's a 4 4 2 1 3. But. <laughs> Go on then. Who's the two? Certain, certain names you can't leave out, obviously. But the, the, two, in, the two CMs have gone for is Gerard and Alonso. Because yeah, they yeah. were like. DVG yeah. requires no explanation. Xavi Alonso was just one of the best footy players I've ever seen in terms of passing the ball and dictating the game. And they played alongside yeah. each other and they were big mates. So leadership wise and as a partnership, they were just they love playing alongside each other and that chemistry would just be you just wish you could have it now in this team. I mean we've got a great midfield now, but imagine those two available in a in a Jurgen Klopp team. It would just be absolutely frightening, wouldn't it? Can it I would. guess your one? What? Can I try and guess your one? The one ahead of us? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. Is this, a, is this a behind the striker sort of role? Yeah, yeah. You haven't gone Phil, have you? No. no okay, I was confused. How do we get rid of Matt out of this stream for Phil. coming up with <laughs> Phil like that? Phil who? Phil who? <laughs> no, I've gone, for, I've gone for Louis Suarez. Fair play. Just because... If I had to pick 
if it was picking with me, like you, like you said, Matt, if you were picking with your heads, you've got you've got to try and get Suarez in this team. Like he was, yeah. he was literally he carried us when he when he was at the club. He was just terrific. Obviously, but now that he's left and there's a bit of a sourness towards him, that old Barcelona thing, like celebrating in front of Robbo and all that, and being a little a little bastard like he is. But at the time, he was our bastard, so we loved him. But you, just, yeah. you can't leave yeah. him out. Like he could play. He's another player. He could play anywhere. He just had wears his heart on his sleeve, and he was just he was just the like Gerard said, he was the best he's ever seen. So that that says a lot. If Gerard's saying that, then he's clearly he was clearly an absolute genius. Mm. Yeah, it's a good shot, mate. Um, right, come on then, straight force. Who is it? So what have we got? So so front three. I've got I've got Mo Salah on the right. I've got. Again, you can't argue, can you? Got Torres on the left, Ooh. and I've got God number nine up top. Just a mat like to, like for me like Salah's obviously a right winger anyway, so that he fits there perfectly. Torres, obviously a striker, but he used to drift out left quite a lot. So I wish he'd stop drinking from that cup, Matt. It's so distracting. Yeah, <laughs> it's banned. It's banned from now on. Yeah. <laughs> He's part of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Torres on the left because he used to drift that side anyway and speed-wise and he was just a great all-rounder and from that side he can cut in and score. He scored loads of his goals from going on out left. Um, and then Big Robbie up front. Easy. Yeah, I like it, mate. I like that forward line. Like you said, you, you can't you can't argue with, with, with anything. I think it's great that you've, you've, you've fitted Suarez in there at some point as well. Uh, with the two midfield, you did a clock, mate. You know, clock played two midfield the other day, so it really don't matter, does it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Works. I said, it's with this 11, have you gone with because obviously, again, like Matt said, you, you decide an 11 with your heart or your head. Are you going off with what these players mean to you and what the memories that they gave you, or are you thinking strictly if I was the manager, this is what I'd pick? I think I'm going more tactical because I think. If I was going with my heart, I would have picked probably Henderson ahead of Suarez. And the same as Martin, do like a midfield three. But I just think creativity-wise, having Suarez in there would just be... Imagine the havoc like Suarez, Salah, Torres and Fowler and then Alonso and Gerrard passing balls through to mm. them. be absolute carnage. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. I mean, there's, there's, there's goals in the team completely. Um, I just want to touch on obviously your team, Mick, because it's a it's interesting to see what uh, obviously Ian's thought about the hippie thing. He said hippie was solid and no one red headers, and how many corners would we score to? It's a really good point, you know, from an attacking perspective. Um, hippie would definitely be more attacking than Jamie Carragher. But obviously in your team, Mick, you've got Van Dyke to do the attacking there with with them headers anyway, haven't you? So Carragher will do the last ditch stuff. Um, but again, Ian's put. Um, I think the hardest decision isn't the Torres question. For me, it's between Salah and Mane because Salah brings the goals, but Mane does so much more for the team. So with that, Mick, obviously choosing Salah over Mane, is it obviously because of the way Salah's been over the past few years? Obviously, Mane's been here 12 months longer than, than Salah, but obviously scored as many goals as Salah. So was it just the case? Because obviously, we everyone knows who watches the podcast, you are a massive Mo Salah fan. Is that just it? No one's getting ahead of him type thing. I think so. Like it was, it was either Salah or Mane, and for me, I always go Salah just because he's just and, and it's difficult to leave Mane because he's an absolute genius as well. But scoring goals, Mo Salah is just a goal machine, and him in this team, 
is just he would absolutely get um, it's scary how many he'd score in a team like that he'd get an absolute yeah. half full why yeah, why Torres of Amani? only cause just uh, I think maybe he's creeped in just through through the heart not the head on that one maybe I'm just about to say it yeah I think just because he was a, a complete goal scorer and I think yeah, I know it's difficult. I could I could have picked either, but I just thought Torres would just be great on that side. Obviously, in, in midfield was Jared and Alonso. They play alongside each other as well, so that chemistry would already be there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's a good point, mate. I, th- I love the love the side. I really do. I think uh, I think if you put it up against uh, any Premier League team, uh, past or present, it would uh, it win trophies. It would win titles. So. Yeah, um, Matt, I didn't ask you who your captain would be in your side, but I don't really have to ask, do I, really? Steve. Just just for the record, again, Steve, Mick, I don't suppose yours is any different. Yeah, Stevie, it's easy, easy, Stevie. easy one. Okay. Right, well, we'll whiz through mine, boys, because it's not too dissimilar to, to what you boys have put anyway. So, for me, it's Alisson in goal. It's Trent at the... Uh, Fullback position, Robertson at fullback, and I've gone for Van Dyke and I've gone for Carragher. Tall, I'm really sorry, mate. I did flip the coin with Ipia, but I think I just love Jamie Carragher too much. And I, I, and the one thing I do miss about Carragher not being on the pitch, especially because there's no crowd noise, is his screaming. I absolutely <laughs> miss that. I just miss that back line and, and listening to him scream. But yeah, for me, Carragher is one of the greatest ever defenders we've ever had. So he's, he's got to go in there uh, with Verge. Now, my midfield three. Um, well, to be fair, the whole team has been picked on my heart based on the memories that these players have given me. So, okay. my midfield three is Gerard, obviously, Alonso for obvious reasons. But the third one, I was going to go Hendo just because of what he's done over the past couple of years. Um, and obviously, he's, he's lifted the Premier League trophy. So, if I'm going to do a head um, 11, Henderson gets the nod. But, I'm, but in my heart, based on me growing up, and enjoying my football and being a left-footed player and becoming a bit of a hero for me, it's uh, Patrick Berger. He gets uh, he gets another slot in midfield uh, alongside Gerard and Alonso. And it's, I feel shit on Henderson there with my heart, but if I'm picking for leaders and stuff like that, and, um, Gerard can do that job anyway. Um, and I'm sure he's, he's, he's hard enough to lift up, lift up trophies anyway because we've seen it. But yeah, if I'm going with my heart, it's got to be Patrick Berger just because of the memories that, that that man gave me. And I absolutely loved it when he signed for us. So I'm going a bit controversial there. Uh, my forward line's a little bit controversial as well based on I'm going stuff off my heart. So you can probably get to me from three R. But definitely Mo Salah gets the nod, obviously, um, for yep. recent recent history. Um, God, my all-time favourite player. No one will ever take Robbie Fowler's mantle for me as being the greatest uh, player I've ever seen. Um, privileged to... To meet him once, um, hopefully again, because he's going to come on the podcast eventually. Fingers crossed, he's might be watching. I'll go over to India and do it, not a problem. Um, <laughs> and and then my final person is Michael Owen, and I'll probably get absolutely slaughtered for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the memories that gave me, I'm 16 years of age and I'm I'm with, uh, you know, my... My mates and we're watching. I'm watching Mike Lowington in the FA Cup final on his head, and it was one of the first times I'd cried at a football match because I just didn't think we'd win the cup, and we ended up winning it. And the, the lad gave me so many memories growing up as a kid. And yeah, I, again, I'm just one of them people that will always be in the Mike Lowington camp. If he, if he did so much for the club, it's unfair. We covered this the other day, obviously, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was again between Mike Lowen, Suarez, and Torres. Um, and again, if I'd gone with me with my head, I probably would have put Luis Suarez in because the man was just a genius. I mean, 
for us yeah. to get Luis Suarez when he played for us in a shit team, and then obviously we had the last great year out of him. It, it was such a privilege to watch him. You know, to to say I've I'm gonna my son's you know uh, two years of age, nearly three. And he's going to hopefully he'll grow up like in football, and I'll be able to say to him, "I watched that man play live." You know what I mean? Same thing when I when I say to young lads now, I've watched Ronaldinho, and people go, "Who?" Like fucking Ronaldinho. Suarez <laughs> is in the same ilk as that. Luis Suarez is a fucking fantastic player. But I'm going with my my hat in terms of the stuff that, that the memories that were made for me. So yeah, so I'm going with uh, with Owen Fowler and Salah up front. So plenty of goals. But at, at the end of the day, I could take two out of there, put him in field as long as I keep God up front, I'll be happy. So anyway, it let's move on. But like, you won a Ballon d'Or at Liverpool, so I could get, I could sort of accept it. Yeah, there we go, mate. I mean, you know, people that are watching now, you might want to give me some shit. That's absolutely fine. But what that debate that we did on Friday night that was quite interesting. And yeah, here we go again. I'm used to get, I'm used to getting shit on this show. Anyway, it's absolutely fine. So here we go, then, boys. The difficult question was: Are we going to be able to pick a non-Liverpool Premier League eleven? Now, I know you boys threw this in the WhatsApp group the other day. I was thinking, fuck me, how am I going to do this? Well, it was a bit of a fucking shitstorm for me because I couldn't really do it. So I'm going to go last again. But Mick, you're going to go first. Um, and I think it's up to you, boys. Do you want to do this where we pick your 11 and then we pick your 11? Or do you want to do it position by position? Should we flip it I up? Do, do position by position. So I'll, Let's do I'll, position I'll, by position. Yeah, so I'll go. So, so let's do I think it'd be more interesting this way anyway for um, Premier League 11s because obviously this is going to differ massively. So let's go for it then. Mick, who is your greatest ever Premier League goalkeeper? Well, formations. No, no, fuck that. Don't matter. We'll do that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's different. Oh, well, that's fine. We'll come to well, that's, that's, that, that. Well, to be fair, that's fine. Okay, go on then. Mick, what's your formation first? 4 3 3. 4 3 3. Matt, what's your formation? 3 5 2. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no no fullbacks. No fullbacks. Ooh, controversial. Yeah, very controversial. Very. Con- I went for four three three as well. Uh, but Mick, right? Let's go for it. Goalkeeper. Oh, I had difficult with difficulty with this one. I think I changed it like three times. But then I just thought, if I pick with me head, with me head, and not obviously use me me Liverpool roots as the not pick a Man United player, it has to be it has to be Peter Schmeichel for me. I mean, I, I had a bit of yeah. I was toying between him and. Petr Cech, but I just thought Schmeichel was just, he was just class, wasn't he? And you, you, you can't deny that, really. So he was he, he creeps in for me. Absolutely. I think, um, again, again, it's going to be a bit of an age thing, isn't it, depending on who you pick. So, uh, Matt, uh, who's your goalkeeper? For me, it was a lot easier because uh, I'd never got to see Schmeichel play. I did consider David De Gea because he had a few good, he was, he was the best goalkeeper for a while, but I haven't seen a goalkeeper looking like as much of a wall as when I was watching Petrček because that man right. was just stupidly good. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was, mate. He, was. he still has a really great for clean sheets or something like that. Like, he's just nuts. And yeah. it was unfortunate that he got the head in Drew because it did, it did look like it, it scared him a bit coming for corners and stuff like that. But shot stopping, he was just unreal. He was, mate. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think you can argue with uh, with Petr Cech there, mate. From obviously from your generation. For me, though, mate, I'm I'm going with Mick here. Uh, Peter Schmeichel is, is is mine again because it's it, again it's going to be an age thing, isn't it, mate? But the, the growing up watching Peter Schmeichel and the, the, some of the saves he pulled off was just like they are the difference between winning league titles, having that last line, and some of the stuff he pulled off was just absolutely incredible. And 
you know, if we get a goalkeeper who's actually completely world class and we end up winning a league title, and it's it's not a coincidence that. So, yeah, two great choices there. It's going to be very difficult. Anybody's watching, obviously, Tom has uh, has jumped in there and he says uh, he says Peter Schmeichel. Um, Tomo knows his shit. Uh, to be fair, boys, he's been a goalkeeper for about twenty odd years, so he's uh, he's going with Peter Schmeichel. He's our age, though, obviously, so um, <laughs> he might be a little bit biased on that one. But uh, right, boys, right back. So uh, Matthew, let's go to you first. Who's your right back? Non-existent. Of course, mate. Oh, you go for three at the back. Of course, sorry, mate. I'm too excited. Uh, mate, yeah. go on then. Who's your who's your who's your right back then? Uh, it's got to be Gary Neville, unfortunately. I just thought just it's for be, it? pure like just around for what seemed like forever, and he was he he was just he was a great, and you can't really deny that. I mean. It was the when Carragher gives him shit about like saying, "Oh, no one wants to be a guy Neville at right back," but he, he genuinely was one of the best the Premier League's ever seen. So it, that was that was one of the easiest ones after the pick, really. Yeah, definitely, mate. I agree with you on there. Gary Neville is is, is my right back as well. So Matt, obviously, if you're going three at the back, who's first defender? John Terry. Okay, fair enough. So we'll we'll cover the John Terry thing in a minute, just in case anybody else has, has picked him. Uh, we might as well go for centre back again then. So Mick, who's uh, who's your first centre back? We'll go along well, the line. I've got, obviously, I've got two, so I'll, I'll do the John Terry first, just so we can cover that because obviously he goes yeah, okay. as well. Yeah, um, unfortunately, um, I've had to put him in mind as well. Um, I don't think you can argue with the the player that he was with the, the amount of league titles he'd won, that trophy he'd won for Chelsea. He'd been a one club man, you can't really argue with it. Is that where you were thinking, Matt, with John Terry? I mean, it was just a wall, wasn't it? Um, everyone talks about JT being one of the best, and he was one of the best. He's just, despite the fact that he wasn't quick, he was always in the right place, and it was just, just a massive headache to get by him. And I don't think, I can't remember players going past him. Surely, of course, the players would have gone past him, but yeah, I can't think of moments and be like John Terry left a mug there. He was just unreal, and I remember specifically him getting frozen out of the Chelsea side when he got older. And then Conte came in and just went, nah, you're playing. Mm. And yeah. he's just... Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely spot on, mate. Uh, Mick, so who's the other centre-back for you? This is where I had loads of difficulty because I thought J- JT goes and obviously quite easy, but then there's like sort yeah. of Sol Campbell, there's... Uh, Tony Adams. Rio, Rio, yeah, Tony Adams, Rio Ferdinand, but for me, it's Vincent Company. So if we have a look at Martin's uh, team, he's gone Czech, Neville, Terry and company. So obviously uh, a mixture of the two. Um, Vincent Company has obviously been very dominant in the in the 2010s. Uh, Premier League perspective, obviously, with the amount of league battles that he'd won with uh, with City. Is that obviously you, you're choosing, mate, because he sort of drove City to the, the powerhouse that they are? Yeah, and I just think when I, when I, when he went to City and that just watching how good he was, I just thought I always wished that Liverpool had someone like that. And then we finally got Van Dijk, mm-hmm. and we had a similar player who just felt like you can't get past them. Obviously, as he got a bit older, it was a bit it was a bit more it was a bit easier to do that. And he was a bit he lost a bit of that pace and a bit of nose in, in in the positional areas. But when he was when he was in his prime, he was just he was just top class. Yeah, I agree with that. I've gone with uh, with Vincent Company as well. Um, the annoying thing about him, the most, he's such a nice man as well. He's so good at like his charity. He's good in the community and stuff like that. And he can't help but like him. Again, you know, he's in the same milk as Kevin De Bruyne. Before we got Van Dijk, we were like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely take him. Uh, Matt, so obviously we'll carry on with your with your back line. Who, who else is in that back line? Vinny Company. 
There we I go, can only echo everything that you've said, uh, along with the fact that he came up clutch for Man City so many times. Like it just reminds me of Ramos coming up clutch from Madrid. Just when don't they be swearing, don't be fucking <laughs> saying that prick's name on here. He just sort of comes out of nowhere against United, like every time. You, you could put yeah. money on any company scoring against United. And then in a couple of seasons ago when City won the league, that goal against Leicester never scored a goal from outside the area in his life. And then as soon as they need it, 35 yeah. years out and smack into the top corner. He was just yeah. unreal. And he's married into a United family, which makes it so much better as well, just because <laughs> he's made... That is true. Um, an, honor, an, honorable, an honorable mention for me is because I had a very difficult time picking between Vincent Company and Rio Ferdinand. And like Tom just said, Rio's got to be in there as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. Matt, is he your final uh, piece yeah, of puzzle? Final. There we go, mate. So we have got him in there somewhere. Um, it is a difficult one, isn't it, Mick? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got Rio Ferdinand there who played in the Premier League for three different clubs, uh, dominated every team he played under and won countless league titles and... You can't argue with him, can you? With with him being in there, just nope. it's it's such a difficult decision. No, he was just he was literally one of the first I've seen, and he was just great in the air, great defender all rounder, pacey, and could also bring the ball out the back and, and and play, and could have, could have been like a midfielder, like a Ledley King type. If Ledley King didn't get so many injuries, he would have been in there. Yeah, in the, in, in the. Um, the oh, best way to describe um, Ferdinand is if we could mould Joe Gomez and Van Dijk, that would be real Ferdinand. Okay, I see where you're going with that. He's got this uh, very similar attributes, hasn't he? So I know what you're saying there, mate. Absolutely. Um, so if we've obviously Matt, we've got your back three now. So obviously we'll just finish off with the the left backs. Mick, um, I don't know if yours would be any different to my left back. I don't think it is. Uh, I've gone with Ashley Cole. I think he's. The greatest left back that the Premier League's seen, you know, winning league titles and FA Cups uh, with with two different teams is, is nothing to be sniffed at from left back. But I suppose yours is Ashley Cole as well. Yeah, that was that was another another. That's why I thought I can't go without full backs, and I just thought the two obvious ones in Neville and Cole because just of what they did in the Premier League, like their longevity was, and they just seemed like they were around yeah. forever. And just in terms of how good they were as players, they obviously the the honours that they've won proves that really they were just both, both boss yeah, yeah not including Ashley Cole or not having information that use Ashley Cole was a bit of a struggle but the standout candidate at right back is Neville but I didn't see him at his best and I wanted to no. squeeze him next attacker so that's why I've just lobbed out the left and right back <laughs> that's fair enough mate but we have been blessed with some fullbacks in the Premier League Lee Dixon was, was fantastic Winterburn was great um, you know, Aspilicueta has been great in the last the last ten years for for Chelsea. We've had some great ones with Finn and Risa. You know, Rob Jones was a great fullback for a few years until unfortunately got injured. You know, speaking from Liverpool's perspective, McAtee was great for us. Um, McAtee was even better in like the three five two formation that Roy Evans uh, played quite often. But any other Premier League fullbacks you boys can mention that are honourable mentions? Anybody in the comments? Not Lee Dixon, uh, obviously. Uh, Lee Dixon. Um, there was Lauren for Arsenal. He was great as well, right back. Yeah, he was good. Um, he was good. Yeah. So pretty again, good. it's from it, that's it, mate. I think that the names that you mentioned there from the top clubs are the ones that dominate for a long, long time. I always liked Ian Hatter at Leeds. I always did like yeah. uh, him as a fullback. He was really good at free kicks and. I really enjoyed watching him play. He was really good. So, 
Uh, but moving on, so we're coming to the midfield now. So Matt, um, we're gonna go with your midfield now. So I take it because you you've picked five across the back, your two wingers, and are they going to be tracking back, helping? One is okay. Who is it? Gareth Bale. Okay. Um, again, this is an age thing, but as Gareth Bale in his peak Premier League years was like when I was serious about football now. And he was at times unplayable. And when I think of what he could do coming in off that right wing, it was just yeah. ridiculous. And also playing when he when he first started moving from left back to left mid, he was also unreal. Um, so I couldn't think of any wingers that could challenge him that I've seen that aren't, you know, Salah or Mane. Okay. And is Bale playing on the left or is he playing on the right and cutting into the left? What's he, where's he playing? Playing on the right. Playing on the right? Yeah. Cool. All right, well, well, we'll continue with the right wing then. So, Nick, who's your right winger? Because um, I've, oh. like, I've got three, I've got three centre mids and then three attackers. So, should, what do you want? Do you want the, the right winger or do, do you want do, one of the mids? Just do one of the midfielders, mate. Just do one of the mids. So, CDM have gone Paddy Vieira. That was probably the easiest one of the easiest ones as well. Just an absolute, absolute yeah. beast. Then, obviously. The amount of battles he had with obviously like Roy Keane and Gerard back in the day it was just a joy to watch. Really, he was just one of them players that was another one who was just good at everything. Like fast mm. score goals, boss creator, an absolute monster, tall, win headers, tackles, just an engine. He could he could do everything, and he was just rightly one of the one of the best that the Prem's ever seen. Yeah, I'm not going to argue Patrick Vieira, mate. He's he's in my midfield as well. Um, Matt, who is. Uh... Who's your next midfielder? Frank Lampard. Okay. Um, I think he's, and you look at the top 10 uh, goal scorers in Premier League history, he's the only midfielder there. Uh, the man could just, if it was, I could include everyone, I'd have Gerard over Lampard, but I can't leave out Frank Lampard from an all time Premier League 11. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair enough, mate. Absolutely fair enough. Uh, Mick, do you want to give us your second uh, player in midfield? Lampard as well. Just yeah, it's that's an easy one. Just the amount of goals he scored. Um just a a great a great midfielder, a great goal scorer midfielder. Obviously, when we talk about maybe Lampard versus Gerard, I think Gerard was more a more all, bit better all rounder, but Lampard in terms of getting into the box and getting yeah. sneaking into areas where he couldn't be marked, he was he was like a striker in a way. So for me he's he's gotta go in there because he's he's definitely one of the best as well. Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, Matt, who's your third midfielder? This one might get a bit of shit for this one, actually. Um, but again, this comes down to the age thing. Uh, for me, it's N'Golo Kante. Just because he okay. was <laughs> the key to Leicester winning the league. Yeah. Take that man out of Leicester like we saw the year after. And yeah, they just win it. Weren't, weren't themselves and apart from the fact that he went to Le- he was at Leicester won the Premier League and I think he's the only player to move club and have that club win the league mm. and we saw where Chelsea were that season I think they were finished like 7th or 8th and he was the only real addition to that team and then all of a sudden they're winning the league so I can't not have N'Golo Kante and just system wise I think he'd pair well with Lampard because he'd do all his running Okay, yeah, that makes sense, mate. That does make sense. So, uh, so you got three midfielders. So, uh, make your final person midfield. Ah, oh, so yeah, difficulty with this one as well because I was thinking, I was thinking maybe David Silver or Kante or 
Roy Keane or Kevin De Bruyne, but I just thought Paul Paul Scholes was just absolutely tremendous, wasn't he? Like you just gotta yeah put your yeah. put your um take your Liverpool hat off and just think how how good he was. He was just an absolute absolute Fantastic. beast. Like his passing was just up up there with the best that you'll ever see. So yeah, for me he, he creeps in ahead of the likes of the ones I've just mentioned, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, well, that's a midfield of Vieira, Lampard, and Scholes for you. So you've got goals, you've got running, you've got defensive capabilities. You've, yeah, mate, you've got it all in that midfield. You really have. Uh, so, Matt, so so far we've got Bale, we've got Lampard, and who else? We've got Kante. Kante. Uh, so I've got a winger and a cam. Right, so go on then. Who, who's uh, who's the winger? Who's the other winger? Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, he didn't hit the heights at United that he hit at Madrid so I'm aware that he, he turned into a better player at Real Madrid but he was still unplayable in the Premier League especially when I was watching um, when I started watching football that he was the one player that I was terrified of uh, I thought Liverpool could handle the likes of Rooney I thought Liverpool could handle the likes of Berbatov yeah. and Terry but seeing that man cut off cut inside from the left wing more often than not, it's just arrogant in the top corner. And even though I've I've never seen this with a player that even though he missed a lot of free kicks, if he got a free kick, you were terrified. You were yeah, because yeah. You, you, if he doesn't miss this, our keeper hasn't got a chance. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it had to be Ronaldo. No, I, I, again, mate, you can't you can't argue with with Ronaldo going in there, uh, Mick. I mean, Skelly's uh, done the same thing. He's uh, he's put Ronaldo in there. Um, I think not by. I mean, you must have debated throwing Ronaldo in there, mustn't you? Well, he, he's in my on the right. He's got like. I meant for, him, if, for like from a midfield perspective. Do you know what I mean? If you from that, it's if you depend on the formation that you're doing, it's. You think right? Well, he did play midfield, but like say, it's, it's, you can understand where people are coming from and putting him in, can't you? Yeah, yeah. He was just, he was just one of them. He was just that he came to the Premier League and wasn't great at first, but obviously he was all tricks and tricks and flicks, and then he's turned into this absolute beast. Who he was just he, he, on his day, you, you couldn't. There was nothing you could do. You just have to you double up on him. He'd still beat both of you. It's just he's yeah. he, he's one of the best, definitely. And obviously, like Matt said, he went on to play as his best footy at Madrid, but in the league, in the Premier League, he was he was still great as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Can't uh, can't argue with that one at all. My midfield is again, it's it's very similar. I've gone um, four three three. Um, I've gone Ronaldo, Vieira, and Ryan Giggs, just for the sheer quality of of, of Ryan Giggs on that left hand side and how good he was and the, the length of time that he played, the amount of trophies that he won with Man United. I I, I couldn't argue with anybody else on the left hand side rather than. Then Ryan Giggs, so yeah, mine was Vieira, Ronaldo, and, and Giggs, and it, it's simply because of the the forward line that I've picked. Because if I've got a player sat in front of them, sat behind the forwards, I did want to put Lampard in there. I did. It, it's just a very difficult decision. But when you see the the three that I've gone for up front, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, right, Matt. So who's the uh, who's the other person uh, who's just sat uh, in front of him? Sitting in front of them and behind the strikers is uh, it's KDB because. That man is. I wish he played for Liverpool. <laughs> he he does ridiculous things. He's his, his passing is. I, I think Trent's one of the best passers in the world. But if anyone, if I'm going to pip anyone over Trent, it's De Bruyne. He's, he's got yeah. that quality. 
even though the pass isn't on because there's three players in the way, he'll still pull it off and he'll look effortless doing it. He, he, yeah. He's the player that you want to give the ball when a defence is being stubborn because he'll unlock it. No questions asked. He'll do it. Yeah, it's a good point. Mick, I think if we did this again after Kevin De Bruyne has finished, I think he well and truly gets a place, doesn't he, over over a few others? Maybe he he, he certainly gives it a rethink, doesn't he? Yeah, like I said, he was he was in contention for mine, but I just thought like pick, go for the old guard, the fellas who've been there, and obviously we can look back on them now and see how good they were. But yeah, maybe in a couple of years, def, definitely De Bruyne will be in there because he's probably gonna break some records in terms of assists and stuff because he's he is just an absolute like Van Dyke's a bit of a freak of nature. I think so, Mr. Bruyne, to be honest. And I like that. This, I like his story as well, the way he went went away and then came back a bit like a Mo Salah and came back to the league mm. and with a point to prove. And they've both gone on to be go on to be one of the best, both of the best in the world in their positions yeah. for me. So it's yeah, it's for him to do that, it's it's up balls and he came back and did it. So and the fact that he's the way he's done it is just yeah, boss. What a player. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think uh, I think everyone would would echo that as well, wouldn't they? Um, so let's. So now we get to the juicy part in terms of where the goals are going to come from as well. So uh, Matt, uh, you've gone for two up from there. Two up top, yeah. So who's the first one? Didier Drogba. Didier just Drogba. Colossus. Unplayable. What a machine! And I think he just scored against Liverpool for fun as well, which just makes it so much. He he was. I loved him. When he wasn't playing against Liverpool, he was amazing. And he carried Chelsea to a Champions League as well. Like, single-handedly carried Chelsea to a Champions League on his back. Just amazing player. And on his day, you aren't doing anything about it. Yeah. No, it's a good point, mate. You can't argue with Drogba um, being thrown in there, can you, Mick? Definitely not. He was just... Every time we played against Chelsea, it was... Carragher was at his, at his best then as well. And Carragher did get the better of him quite a few times, to be honest. But there was times where I remember a goal. I think it was a, I think it was at Stamford Bridge where he just turned Carragher and just volleyed the mm. bottom corner from like what felt like miles out. And it's just like yeah, you just have to like applaud and just say what what a player. Like he was just a, a battering ram. Just one of them players that you just you, you when he's on his game, you can't defend it like a run Cristiano Ronaldo. If he's mm. on his A game, there's nothing you can do. I'm afraid he's just gonna you're just gonna have to accept it that he's just he's just. In, in that type of form and you doesn't you're just gonna have to sit back and, and go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um so Mick, obviously you've mentioned before that one of the players on the right hand side was Cristiano Ronaldo. Again, just one of them things he just he's in, isn't he? He's he's Ronaldo. Yeah, he's one one of the best. Yeah. Just that was an easy one. But um Just so um, just on that though. Just on just on the Ronaldo thing before we move on. Um he scored obviously the other day, didn't he? And he went ahead of Puskas in terms of goals. Ever the amount of goals that anybody's ever scored, and I think it's I can't remember the player who's, who's number one who's, who's scored the most goals ever. I think it was uh, Baikan or Biscan or something like that, not Igor Biscan for those that are watching. And <laughs> um, he's got like 780 recorded goals, ones that were actually recorded. And I think Ronaldo's only about 15 or 20 behind. I think Ronaldo will safely we can safely say he will beat that and he will become the, the greatest goal scorer of all time. Um, he will move above Pele because, you know, Pele... And I know Pele counted goals against the kitchen staff and he counted goals against, you know, the kids in, in school playgrounds and stuff like that. Um, but Ronaldo will go down as arguably the greatest ever goal scorer and the greatest player of all time. 
uh, and that is no mean feat. And that player will still be playing in his forties, just like just like his last. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. Um, so Matt, uh, who is your other? Uh, in fact, I tell you what, we'll do. We'll just go for my my player behind the behind the two strikers. Uh, I've gone for Dennis Burkamp, um, just for a creative, create an extra creativity point of view. I thought Dennis Burkamp was just an absolute genius and absolute pleasure to watch. So for me, Dennis Burkamp goes in there as well. Uh, yep. Matt, who's your other striker? Again, my lifetime, I don't think there's been a better striker. Uh, in the Premier League, so it has to be Sergio Aguero. Has to be Sergio Aguero. Okay, Sergio Aguero again. City's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah, and and I think <laughs> I can't believe that I'm having to use this word to describe someone as good as Aguero got underrated. The fact that he, I don't, I'm not sure if he made it last year, but until if he did, he hasn't been in a Premier League team of the season. How has he not been in a Premier League team of the season? He's did all that. He's mental. He's amazing, and he always scores. Yes, yeah, he's got his injury issues now, but that that just for that Aguero moment when he won them the league in like extra time and made United players cry it was brilliant. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now lad. Oh, right, well, Sergio Aguero, Mick, you can't argue with Aguero in 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 there, can you? Um, I think a lot of people, like I said, we've been very blessed with the with the strikes in the Premier League. Um, but mate, are you obviously you've gone for a four three three and when you got Ronaldo on the right hand side, did you say? So do you want to pick your left hand player then? Do you want to throw him in there? Who is it? It's pro- like I've been saying that this is the easiest one, but this was the easiest one here, the Henry. Just yeah, yeah. for me, he's my I, I just grew up idolising him. I know we played for Arsenal, but he was just like when you played footy on like at school and, that, and you'd always like scream Gerard when you had a shot, I'd always say Henry. Even though I, sh- I shouldn't have, I'm a massive Liverpool fan, obviously. But when you just watch him play, he was he was just he made it look easy and that extra. It looked like it's like a Van Dijk where he, he's got pace, but he wouldn't use it. And then next minute he'd turn his afterburners on and it'd be gone. And it's like yeah. it, it was literally like a year eleven against the year seven in school. It's like, like they're taking it easy, <laughs> and then next minute they're just gonna go, nah, I'm gonna score now. And that, that's how we made it look. It was like men against kids. And he was just one of the best goal scorers you'll see them on. Like you if you look at YouTube compilations, the amount of vari- variations of goals he scored, like little flicks or belters from against Man United where he flicks it in and hits it on the volley and the ghost top corner, just goals that you just think that is just an absolute genius. And he was just yeah, he's he probably he's probably my non LFC favourite player of, of all time to be honest so that he, he goes he went in easily there for me I'd yeah. agree with that, that non LFC player thing the only reason I didn't pick Henri is because he was at Barca when I really got into football but I'd, I'd have him in mind if it wasn't who I've seen <laughs> yeah true uh, Mick I'm going to agree with you there uh, Henri is uh, one of my strikers as well can't argue with him there so it's, it's, it's one of those where you're not going to argue with it uh, so Mick, who is the final piece of your jigsaw? Um, it's hard to look past Alan Shearer, isn't it? Really, I mean, there's there's so many names like Aguero and there's Drogba and just absolute beasts that we've had and had the pleasure to watch. But the all-time leading goal scorer is 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 an easy one, really. He's just yeah. he was just an absolute beast, and it is a shame that he didn't win more more things that's that's the only thing i mean that's why you see a lot of things about harry kane he needs to leave so he can yeah uh, make his make his name more resounding in terms of world football of how good he is because of the things he's won i don't think um shira got that credit but 
the amount of goals he scored. Like it's always when you look at got amount of goals scored, it's always everyone's done a quicker apart from he's done it quicker than everyone apart from Alan Shearer, just because yeah, of course. Really how fast he scored the goals, and obviously Mo Salah's kind of that comparable now. Where when you see goal scoring records, like everyone's done it. He's done this quick, but Salah's done it quicker. It's literally that with yeah. Shearer as well, because. Just a bit of a freak of nature, just boss at everything. Obviously, done really well with England as well. Didn't win anything, but like he was our leader and captain for England. Obviously, back then I was a bit younger. I used to watch England a bit more than I do now, so I appreciated that a bit more. But he was yeah. just a beast, and it would have been it would have been great to see him go to a bigger club and uh, maybe get to get some more silverware as well. Which is that's the only shame, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, mate, Alan Shearer goes straight up up top with Henri for me as well. So I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna argue too much about that. Um, let's go into the comments then. Let's have a look at some of the. Um, well, just to just let you know, Mr. Black, 2115 thoughts on Burkamp. I've actually put Burkamp in my team. Uh, Burkamp is playing behind uh, Henri and Shearer. So, yeah, absolutely. Dennis Burkamp definitely goes in uh, in my team. He just. So, again, he, he could be up there with Aguero. So, a lot of people that underrate him in terms of the. Because he didn't score as many goals, but my God, he was. He was. He was the one player in Arsenal's team that made goals. Do you know what I mean? From from that final third position, he was absolutely incredible. Um, Martin Barton says the I think you're doing an all time Premier League, um, the all time Premier League scorer, Alan Shearer has to go in. Absolutely. So let's get into some of the people uh, the comments. So for, so Tomo's done a four three three, so he's gone for Peter Schmeichel, Laura and John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, Fiera, Scholes and Lampard. So obviously it's the same midfield as you, and then Ronaldo. Henri and Shearer. I assume that's Henri and not uh, Colin Hendry. Uh, you know, you, you throw up uh, a curveball there, Tom, by putting Colin Hendry up front. I assume it's Thierry Henry. But that's uh, bar, bar one position, mate. That's your uh, that's your team, isn't it? Bar one position. Am I right? Mick, that's your, that's your team, isn't it? So, hey? I had Guy Neville. Lots, yeah. Company. Yeah, Company yeah. changed yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, Spot on there. Yeah, uh, he's done another one as well, but from a different formation. So uh, he's gone. Peter Michael again, Lee Dixon because I can't have Gary Neville, uh, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole. Yeah, David Beckham. It's someone we haven't spoken about yet. David Beckham, absolutely. Vieira goals. Mark Overmars as well. Unbelievable player. Uh, uh, Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney again throwing it, yeah. throwing in a few like curveballs. Some, like uh, some, yeah. like Perez that as well. Like Perez and like mm. Longberg and stuff like that. Yeah, Youngberg, like, yeah. That, that Arsenal team were just full of stars, weren't they? So it's absolutely. Yeah, it's well, David Beckham. Um, you know, he's again. He's, he's a player I thought about putting in at one point. You know, because I thought if I'm going to go four four two, then David Beckham is, is is a shout to be straight in there. But again, yeah. Do you put David Beckham or do you put Cristiano Ronaldo in? You put Gary Bale in on the right hand side. And you just think, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Really struggle not to include. Hey. Is there anyone that well, you guys really struggle not to include? Well, yeah, I, mean, like, I struggle not to not to put David Beckham in for for obvious reasons that we've just said. Wayne Rooney again, you know, he's he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, but again, I'm just going off. You know, I even debated when they did four three three about putting Eric Cantona in there. But you know, at the end of the day, if you're looking at the contributions overall and the, the long the longevity, that's what I've gone for is longevity of of, of these players. Uh, you, you can buy longevity plus the goals or whatever they provided. So that's why Ronaldo's in there, all, albeit yeah, he'll play for United from 03 to 09. But his contributions from goals and all that stuff, they really did elevate Man, Man United. And he's one of the reasons why they did. 
the Champions League and Premier League double in 08 because of his goals. And I'm, you know, Ryan Giggs. I'm the only one who picked Ryan Giggs. Uh, I haven't seen Ryan Giggs in the comments a lot, but Martin Barton's put uh, Petacek, Neville, Terry, Company, Ashley Cole, he's Beckham in there. Uh, Roy Keane, Vieira, Ronaldo, Henri, uh, and Shearer as well. Um, so I'm I think, surprised. again, go on, Matt. Sorry. I'm surprised that um, none of us have mentioned, well, he's in my honourable mentions, but none of us has, have, have talked about Yaya Touré. Just because, yeah. He, on, when he dipped, he dipped hard. But when he was at his at his proper flow with Man City, I don't think I've seen a more dominant. Well, I, I didn't get to see Patrick Vieira, to be fair. But um, I don't think I've seen a more dominant midfielder than Yaya in his peak. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. It's Yaya Torre. Cool. Again, he was a player when he was playing. You think, oh, for fuck's sake! And again, I think if you go from 2014, especially. Definitely the reason why City had won the league because of 2014. Definitely yeah. because of uh, yeah. Yaya Torre. Uh, Tomo's just thrown another name in there. Uh, what about Ruben Nistelrooy again? You know, the Dutch Gary Lineker, wasn't he? Scored so many goals inside that area. What a player. Um, I don't, it was a bit unfair that he wasn't at United a little bit longer. But obviously, I'd, I, you don't fall out with Hager. You're not playing. Mick Van Nistelrooy, fucking great player. Yeah, another one, like one of the best. And there's there's so many, like we haven't touched on obviously they like Andy Cole and Dwight York, obviously they've forged the boss relationship and done so well together. There's just like that whole United team throughout that era and obviously then the Arsenal team have done so well as well. You could have eighty percent of their players in it. Like that's that's the thing. There's there's so many options, but it's just trying to fit them all in in terms of who who was that stood out for you. So I think this story just misses out for me just because you're putting up against Cristiano Ronaldo. Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. I don't think he's, in terms of having an impact, obviously I'd score a shitload of goals in, in, in my team, but just for how, when I watched those players that I put in mind, they were just absolutely unplayable. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Harry Kane? Yeah, I, I think he's a bit overrated, to be fair, but his goal scoring is unquestionable. I think if we did, if we did, um, you know, Matt, you know, I know you're... Uh, your Premier League, your all-time Premier League, Evan, still includes players that are still playing. Um, and I know mm. Mr Black's done the same thing here. Um, and obviously, Mr Black's still watching. Take out the the Liverpool players and put non-Liverpool uh, players in there as your all-time Premier League, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll put it back up. And um, because we did have Liverpool elevens and we've done our non-Liverpool Premier League, so do it again, mate. But let's have a look at. It's an interesting team that they'll check Trent. Yeah, absolutely. Robertson changed the full-back positions definitely. Gerard Lampard and Keane, that's a juicy midfield. I love that. And Henri, Ronaldo and Suarez. Oh, yeah, that is, uh, that is a really, really good team. I love that Love that forward line of Henri, Ronaldo and Suarez. Absolutely. Um, but I think, Matt, what you're saying there about Harry, Harry Kane, I think once Harry Kane finishes and we see, we see his final goal tally and everyone's saying about Harry Kane could be the man to take over the 260 that Alan Shearer scored, he, we would definitely do it again. And you, you, you couldn't argue because it's like Matt, 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 Martin Barton said before, Shearer played for Newcastle for many years, a team who didn't always create a lot. Absolutely spot on, and they've hardly they, they hardly won anything, or they didn't win anything um, at the end of the day. But Harry Kane, if he stays at Tottenham and they don't win anything, but he scores all them goals, Harry Kane will be up there with Alan Shearer, and it'll be arguing, do we put a 4-4-2, and is it Kane and Shearer? Because of the top two yeah. Premier League all-time goals. So it's it's one of them, isn't it? That's no, cool, Mr Black. That's fine, mate. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. You crack on. Do, do another one for us. Or do both, it's up to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Mick, you can't you can't argue with the with the Harry Kane at, you know conundrum, can you? I, I'm sure when we did this, when Harry Kane does finish, the the choice will be there for Harry Kane. Will he get there ahead of Henry? It's one of yeah, well, I think he's when he first broke through. I don't think anyone would have gave him a hope of of beating that record. But if anyone's going to be within even a shout of doing it in our lifetime, I think it's going to be him because he's just just a goal machine. Obviously, I think he's added a bit more creativity to this. Obviously, he's been creative pretty much the last couple of years, but this season he's got loads of assists as well, which he's added to his game, which is quite good in terms of when he gets a bit older as well. He can drop into that 10 position or maybe just yeah. in front of the midfield and, and play that because his passing is, is up there with the best as well for me, Harry Kane. So, he's, yeah, he's boxing. It's, um, yeah, he's going to he's gonna score shitloads more goals for Spurs, definitely. The thing is, I don't yeah. think he will get it unless he, leaves, unless he leaves Spurs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. if, um, say, say, say we take out Aguero, uh, De Bruyne and Kante out of your team who would you replace yeah. them with because obviously they're obviously still playing but who would you replace them with yeah. it would either be it'd be a toss up between Yaya and Essien funnily enough um, oh, wow. yeah and I know Essien didn't have as many years at a high level because he got an injury and he, and he also dipped as well but what I remember of Michael Essien at his peak was just unplayable Every game, like he ran the show. He's just a powerhouse, like, like I'd say for Toure. Um, who else taking out KDB? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just <laughs> why not? Um, and then if we're taking out Aguero, well, we, what, what's the what's the rules? Yes, he, he has to be retired. He can't be oh, playing yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I'd, you know what? I'd have to go on re, even though I didn't see him at Arsenal. Just because of what he did at Barca and what he did before. Yeah. No, fair enough, mate. Good choices there. Uh, Mr. Black's come back with his team. Uh, Check Zabaleta. Good shout. Uh, Honourable mention there for Zabaleta. Great fullback. Uh, John Terry, Fernand, Ashley Cole. Steven is still in there, mate. So just chuck in the other name there. He's going to join that midfield instead of Gerard. Lampard, Keane, Henri, Ronaldo, and Aguero. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's a great side. But let's have a look. So, Mr. Black still watching. Take out Gerard Hutton and we'll, have, we'll try and guess who that's going to be. I'm going to predict he's going to put in Vieira. Mick, who you think he's going to put in instead of Gerard? I think it's got to be. If he's picking Keane, it's got to be Vieira, I think, for me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's agreed with you there, there Matt, about um, SCN uh, being there. Oh, he's picked goals. He's picked goals. He's picked mm-hmm. goals. Again, good out, mate. Mick, he's obviously uh, joined you uh, in that with uh, with, with Scalzi. Um Again, you, you, you can't. But yeah, Mr Black, you're absolutely spot on, mate. Shows how much we love the fella, mate. Honestly, we do. You do a world eleven, Stephen Gerrard gets in. You do. You do the shittest Liverpool eleven, Stephen Gerrard gets in. You just get him in every fucking every fucking team. It really doesn't matter. Um, it, Tomo, um, as just said, uh, no one's mentioned Ua Cantona. Well, to be fair, mate, I did um and ah about Cantona, um, <laughs> but. He had a good he had a good few years at Man United, and Gary Neville had said that reason why United went from being nearly there to there and winning the league was because of Eric, Eric Cantona, and he actually did a bit of a Cante. Matt, um, obviously, you said that Cante was the only player to move from club to club in the Premier League back to back. That's absolutely true. But Cantona did won the the league with Leeds uh, when mm-hmm. it was the old First Division. 
Moved to United, first Premier League season, and obviously they they win the league. So um, Cantona, yeah, just what a player. Put the controversy aside, Mick. Obviously, because we were we grew up watching him and being a pain in the ass for, uh, for especially against us. Cantona is just one of the greatest players ever to play in the Premier League, isn't he? Yeah, I was just thinking that was it the chip against was it Sunderland's where he's just turned them down. Like, was like, I'm absolute, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's the, it's the off. Like, obviously, I was going to say off-field antics because he was slightly off-field when he done that flying kick. It's just like it's a little bit. That is, that's just one of them things where I know, like Suarez, like bit someone and that, but like going to the like going to the crowd and doing something like that, like a large juke did when he spat. It's like that's going above <laughs> and beyond, like what what you should even have to do. As as like it doesn't matter how crazy you are doing that is just unforgivable, really. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely true, mate. And it does make me laugh. And again, it's obviously a lot of people remember. Uh, yeah, in fact, I'll, I'll show you boys now. So when you see this kit, what do you think of? Go on, Matt. Uh, I think that I've got it in my wardrobe. Let's show the age. Go on, Mike. What, what are you saying when you think of it when you see this kit? Um, so it's the um, the Cantona goal in it in the uh, in in the final. Well, where, it is. How how did it go through that many players? I still, still exactly. Still, still well, me. What what other people will say is that this shirt represents Robbie Fowler uh, scoring um, two at Old Trafford, and that was actually yeah. Cantona's comeback game um, after he'd been banned. For obviously the the flying kick uh, in the uh, against I think it was against Crystal Palace I think it was and that was his uh, first game back and it was it was built as the King's return and you know Eric Cantona this and Eric Cantona that and Sky Sports have bigged it up that it was Eric Cantona's triumphant return and all that sort of stuff and um, absolutely Mr Black put the nail on the head that's what it makes think of Roy Fowler absolutely mate um, it was built up as that and Cantona won the penalty um, that they scored to equalise and that's what really pissed me off is the fact that they were jumping on the bandwagon and celebrating the fact that he'd come back from kicking a fan and it was that he hadn't broken his leg he hadn't been injured for nine months he'd been banned for being <laughs> a fucking prick and he's like King Eric this and King Eric that but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad we managed to uh, to snatch a point that day but yeah absolutely this uh, that, I love I do like I do like that shit we need to do a show boys on our favourite kits and our favourite shirts I think that'll be the next one but what I want to do um before we finish now is um oh hang on well to be fair Tomo he's, he's thrown in Hazard there um as he obviously Hazard has technically left the Premier League now so we could uh, put an honourable mention but Matt this is more a question for you because I think for me and Mick um Hazard's a bit too young uh, for our 11s but was Hazard something that you thought of Matt? Um he wasn't going to get ahead of Ronaldo it was a toss up between Hazard and Bale but um I think Bale just pipped it because of his physicality. Yeah, more okay. and, and that's just it with Bale uh, again being in the. Uh, he's obviously with him coming back now. Um, you know, it's who knows what Gareth Bale is going to do in the Premier League. But you know, have Real Madrid seen the best of Gareth Bale? Uh, we we never know. Uh, and while Mr. Black is still here and contribute, we appreciate it very much, mate. He's done his Liverpool eleven. Um, so let's have a look: Allison, Trent, Van Dijk, Kipper. Robbo, Gerard, Alonso, Mascherano, Suarez, Mane, and Salah. Formidable is the word I would use on that one. I, you know, I'm not going to argue with anybody. I think I think Tomo is very similar to yours, mate. Actually, um, absolutely, it's definitely very, very similar. But again, Alison, you're not going to argue. 
again, it's the, the the hippier. Do we go with Carragher? He's gone with hippier. I love that. And his left I like that. Mascherano. Mascherano is a player that hasn't really been mentioned. He's what what a phenomenal footballer he was. Unbelievable yeah. player. So lucky we with that 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 few years to have the best midfield in the world. And um, we you know we spoke to Momo Sissoko um, in the summer, didn't we? And he, he even said how privileged he was uh, being in that midfield. And uh, we obviously we did speak on the top as an Owen debate how much a catalyst Mascherano leaving was, wasn't it? Mascherano, mate, he, he went on to be an even better player at Barcelona, didn't he? Yeah, and I think he was just that the fact that he moved back to centre back and well as well, and was still one of the best in the world. It is like like Fabinho, where he's just he's just one of those players where he's just great at tackling positionally, sound, one of the best. And it was it was a shame the way we lost them, and back then obviously went. We weren't winning as much and we had still had a great team and we were trying to make that next step in terms of winning something and trying to keep these players around. We just didn't manage to make that step. That's the only thing, really. And, yeah, that midfield, Alonso, Gerrard and obviously Mascherano and Momo Sosoko as well. Just unreal. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. So what I figured we'd do, boys, uh, for our next live show, um, and I think we should, uh, we should do it again uh, for next Sunday. Let's just put it out there. We'll put it up for next Sunday because we've I reckon we should do your all-time worst 11s now. We're going to flip it, okay? So, let's give give you a week to do it, okay? So, you can't have any players, Matthew, that are still playing. They all okay. have to be finished. So, we're going to do worst Premier League 11. That'll be even harder for us, obviously, for none other other teams. And then you've got to do your worst uh, Liverpool 11 as well. So, obviously, everybody yeah, Hey? The worst one's quite easy. Just that Derby eleven starting that that Derby eleven that, that got relegated with that twelve oh, points. You can't. That's that's too easy. That's too easy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start putting caveats in for you. I'm gonna say you're gonna have one player from one club and all that sort of shit. Uh, but yeah, so we're go, we'll, we're gonna do that next next Sunday. We'll do it at the same time next Sunday. Um, obviously, if everybody can can make it for next next week, uh, we'll do it. Uh, make you cool with that. Worst elevens there. We'll flip it over. Yeah, well, from when we done our ones not not long ago, I've still got me worst the Liverpool one, but I've never I don't know I've never thought about a worst Premier League one. So that's going to be I have to dig through the archives and have a look at the absolute shite. That was that was flying back <laughs> yeah. then. So that's why that's why I'm, that's why I'm giving us a week because I think we're gonna it's gonna take us a week just to look through all the shite that yeah. uh, has has been in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So we'll do that. Uh, Tomo says that's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, uh, I think uh, it will be interesting to see Tomo's uh, LFC uh, West Eleven and his Premier League West Eleven next week. Obviously, it's all a bit of fun and games, of course, uh, but it'll be very interesting to see uh, the names that crop on those lists as well. Um, but uh, it's been the, one of the quickest hour and a half I've ever seen. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think the comments that we got from everybody was was fantastic. We appreciate everybody uh, interacting with us uh, again. Um, obviously. Keep keep your eyes peeled for some more content. We're going to do uh, loads more during the international break. Uh, I, I'm still getting pissed off the fact that it's still going, but what can we do? What can we do? But yeah, Nick, Matt, you both happy with your 11s? Yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. Not changing uh, anything. New, no, new. No. Maybe a bit of a shout out for Cesc Fabregas, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, okay. I was thinking about Cesc. He was in, like you said, like no one mentioned Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre was in Man originally, and I just kept messing with it. I think I put him in ahead of Skulls first, and I just thought I've just got to be unbiased and just like put Skulls in. Unfortunately, <laughs> but so many names yeah, no, like David Silver as well was another one that I mentioned that could have 
could have creeped in as a as a as another sentiment because he was just effortlessly boss. So he's another one. But yeah, I think happy overall with the selections. Good stuff, mate. Well, I can't wait for next week now to see uh, the worst ones, and obviously we'll keep pushing it for for next week for everyone to join in. Appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate all the interactions. Some of the 11s were absolutely brilliant. Join us next week when we do the, the worst Liverpool 11 in the Premier League era and the worst non-Liverpool in the Premier League era. How about that, right? It's a bloody tongue twister for that for me. But what we are going to finish on, gents, uh, Matthew, thank you very much for joining us. Mick, as always, mate, appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much, Yoda. I'm going to smash that uh, cup before next week. <laughs> um, but one thing obviously we are going to finish on, boys, is uh, the tribute to Ray Clements, who sadly passed away today. Ray Clements, uh, I agree, Liverpool's greatest ever number one. Network.